Hello, and welcome to the King Hero IndyCar Podcast with Kirby and Justin. Kirby, how are you? Oh, I'm well, Justin. How about you? What, tell me what voice that is. Um, a bit of Dan Rather, I think. Is that, a, okay. is that good for you? All right. There you go. All right. Uh, sound a little more Walter Concrete to me, but well, I mean, a little column A, a little column B. Hard, hard, hard hitting newsman, one way or the other, right? Exactly. You know, stressing the importance of the occasion. There you go. All right. Well, what do you think of Detroit? <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked. Really? <laughs> yes, I am. Because have you ever heard so much uh, love? And uh, just out and out, this is like the best driver's course ever uh, talk than you've heard over the weekend. Yeah, Belle yeah. Isle's the greatest street circuit of all, of all time. There, there was an outflowing of love and support for the track, that's for sure. I, I mean, was it just me or have you never heard any of that before in the previous 30 years that they've run there? Well, you know, I think in the beginning they did a shorter course, right? And that, that course sucked. And uh, they went to this longer course some time ago. But I think that any appreciation of the course was drowned out by the complaining of a doubleheader the weekend after the 500 because, you know, how exhausted the crew members would be by that point in time. It was always about the roughness of the trout, so bumpy, you know, it's, you know. It, all you heard was complaints, <laughs> yeah, 20, you yeah. know, 30 years of complaints. And now it's the greatest course ever. <clears throat> Sorry, Dr. Pepper. Uh, yeah, it, it's, uh, you don't know how much you love till you're, uh, till you're leaving, right? It, it baffles me now because a, it's a, it is Belle Isle. It's a beautiful Island. I mean, it's, it is a beautiful setting, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. The race, uh, yesterday I thought was fantastic. Agreed. Um, and so the racing's good. They've, they've got the formula down for like, you know, where there can be multiple strategies, uh, that would work. They, they seem to have the tires dialed in perfectly. Right. And they're leaving. They're they're going to what looks like a horrendous, uh, not since uh, Mario Andretti's design in Houston, bad uh, street course in downtown uh, Detroit. If you keep this up, you're going to be in danger of uh, agreeing with they another two shows in a row. Oh, really? Tone it back down. (laughs) Okay. well. Well, I mean, the hope and the goal is going to be a much more fan friendly experience next year in terms of access to the course and and there's gonna be tons of free viewing areas i guess there we won't be charged uh to watch the race and it's gonna be kind of penske's gift to detroit if i if i understand it right and the hope is you'll end up with a, a nashville type of atmosphere i guess if you can pull that off then it may be worth it but the on-track performance may not match the atmosphere around the the, the event <laughs> well curb I, I i was just in detroit what two weeks ago okay and um I've been in Nashville in the, within the last two years. Uh, there are many, many differences between downtown Nashville and downtown Detroit. I just want to point that out. Hopefully it's a good atmosphere and a successful event. If the if the course is a dog right now, hopefully they've got a little bit of time to tweak it and make it a little better. Good luck to them. The only thing that ha- – the only thought I came away with uh, is, like, why the hell are they leaving? I thought that when it was announced. I suspect um, – we may not hear about it, but there's been a lot of times people – environmentalists and others have complained about that race being held on that island, I think. And they do kind of tie up the island for, it's a park, right? And they kind of tie it up for like a month, I think, getting ready for the race and taking the course down and all that kind of thing. So I don't 
I think it's possible that there's other pressures that are pushing them off the island as well. Agreed. I don't know that for a fact, but I think it's possible. No, I, I think that's uh, well and truly in the cards. Curb, last uh, podcast or the podcast before, they all kind of blend together in my mind sometimes, and I apologize for that. You said something which I didn't mention it at the time, but kind of raised, had my eyebrow raised, is that you were kind of rooting for New Garden. Like, you kind of liked him. I do. Yeah, I like New Garden. Okay, I find him very milk toast and not and never never quite to my taste and i couldn't quite figure it out why um but now i know because in that post-race interview he was just a colossal dick he was frustrated (laughs) (laughs) he used that word many times yeah and they're like oh so well isn't it great your team oh yeah it's all good for will and the the 12 team you know like screw them basically is is how it came off like oh yeah yeah i'm really really happy for chevy and all those guys but god i'm frustrated (laughs) you know it's like almost makes you think he didn't sign off on that strategy (laughs) well something was something was eating at him seriously and uh he did not put on a penske perfect uh interview uh he came across he came across as a real jerk uh it was not as not a shining moment for him uh charm wise but uh he's probably beside himself that will powers in the championship lead i mean uh you know hell uh new garden's just been inconsistent as hell right he's 51 53 17 5 two wins and four really crappy results he probably felt like he had a car to win it yesterday and uh strategy went against him two years in a row you know i, I was looking over the uh the current standings kirby and, and i just wanted to point out a few of the surprises at this point in the game and the points you ready for these daily is in front of VK. Yeah. Power, as the aforementioned, is ahead of New Garden. Rossi is ahead of Herda. And Erickson is ahead of his whole team. Those are all very surprising positions, uh, something I don't think any of us would have predicted at the beginning of the year. No, I think Rosenquist in ninth and inside the top 10, uh, surprise. Pagano kind of surprises me in eighth. I don't think he did that well with Penske last year, did he? For the drivers themselves, pleasant surprises, um, I think. Yeah, but I mean, how Colton, they how they are vis-a-vis their teammates is uh, where it's, it's more shocking, I think. I think Colton Hurd is the shocker of the bunch. 11th place, you know, he, he has these flashes like he did at the GP of Indy where he looks transcendent, right? Like nobody could touch him. And then he'll just disappear. He was invisible yesterday. I don't, you know, you hardly ever heard about him. Consistency has been lacking here for at least two or three seasons now. Kurt, I have a question for you. Okay. I'll let you. I'll, I'll give you some time to think about it. I'll probably cut the time you think about out of it. Uh, you know, but <laughs> so on the coverage yesterday, did you notice a marked change as I did? Did I notice a marked change in the the broadcast? There was something very different about the coverage yesterday that I has not happened in the previous coverages of uh, the races so far this year. Well, um, what, what, what am I missing? They only mentioned Jimmy Johnson, as far as I can tell once it's only in conjunction with a Carvana something promotion and had that Carvana promotion not been going on. I'm not sure they would have mentioned him at all. Well, a that's probably because to my wife's great dismay, they couldn't stop saying the name Rossi all night, all day long. Um, we had to go to different rooms. Um, no, I mean, he was, he was right there with her. They were both invisible. Weren't they? I mean, it was, well, uh, I mean, yeah, but I, I guess my point is, is like, I know. Yeah, I know. We're, we're his, giving a break his, his from coverage, that. His coverage matched his performance. Yes. Thank you. Probably good for him 
and the viewers <laughs> to give him a break. So but, one other observation, though, is that yes. at least with the the eight points that he put on the board yesterday, he did climb back ahead of Tony Kanaan in the standings. So he's got that going for him. Which is nice. One race this year, Tony Kanaan. Curb, the other thing that was notable about Detroit, at least for me, uh, was that I made more money from betting. In fact, I had bets on the top four placers. Some of the odds as they went off were, you know, pun intended, odd to me. You know, I think I shared some of those with you. Uh, you know, uh, big odds on uh, Power, the winner, obviously, but also uh, like on Rossi and Erickson. Kind of big, big payoffs for those guys. To, and, you know, you have to say, you know, based on what happened in qualifying, if you were paying any attention, you knew certain people had fast cars. Yeah, some of those guys were stuck behind just uh, by a bad break there with their last runs being waved off, right? Because of a red flag. Grosjean's <laughs> stuffed it uh, again. You're talking about guys who's heading the wrong direction in the standings. Um, uh, you talk about a guy who's living up to the rep, his reputation that preceded him. Right. Crash Grosjean. Going back to Rosenquist, do you think that he's um, saving his seat? There's so much uh, in the Twitterati about uh, this particular topic that I kind of hate to dive into it because I just think it's all so stupid. Um, okay. I think Jenna Fryer's been behind like instigating this thing, and there's some unnice things being said about Jenna Fryer, and I know you're a big fan. I'm not a big fan. I don't know. You almost wrong, you almost like her as much as you like Marty Schneider. No, um, no, nobody, nobody's close to Marty Schneider. Nobody's, here, but, in um, Mar- nobody's in Marty's category in the curb world. But um, uh, wherever it's come from, if I can deduce anything and through my contacts in the industry, it's like nothing's been decided yet. Well, we got uh, Road America this week and then three weeks off. So that'll probably be when things really start stirring up. They got a guy that looks like he's pretty talented, maybe not quite in the category of his teammate award right? right but maybe better than anything else that's available and out there okay and looking looking at the indycar paddock yeah yeah and i think rosenquist is one of these guys that like if he gets a win or two under his belt you know he he might just turn into something else that's the way i feel about him i i, I don't know if you know mclaren looks at him the same way but i think if that guy can just get some confidence back he could be right up there again my thought is that Rossi's going in his car because I think Rossi doesn't want to go to a team that's a first-year team, which the third car at Aero McLaren will essentially be a first-year team. And you've seen plenty of guys, you know, Pagano when he went to Penske, Team Ray Hall's a wreck this year going trying to go to three cars. Um, I bet if Rossi, uh, the way he's been complaining about the details and, and the little things it takes to execute in his current situation, I'm thinking that he would have insisted on having an in-place team it still doesn't get around the fact that there's a third car with a, that needs a third driver. I think McLaren's keeping their options open. And if they can get the right guy, and maybe they already have the right guy in mind, but if they can get like a superstar or something, they're going to grab him. If they can't, then they're probably going to keep Felix, who's done not a terrible job this year, in my opinion. I mean, he hasn't had the results, but not he well, hasn't I mean, done a terrible job. He, he's, I mean, he's in ninth, right? So, I mean, that's... right. Miles better than what he was doing last year and the year before. I'll say one thing. He looks very relaxed. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. You know. All right, so st- sticking with, um, um, uh, I guess, silly season here. Did You watched it on Peacock? 
Uh, yes. And do they show the commercials on Peacock? There are commercials on Peacock, yes. Okay, so did you notice a change in any of the commercials? Yeah, they got me to buy one of those VR things for boxing. Okay, no, you're, you're, and, you're, you're getting off track, but that's not what the angle is. And I, I immediately went on Amazon. Amazon said it could ha- be in my house in three hours. I bought it, and I was boxing Mr. T that night. There you go. Good. Hope it was a good workout for you. Was that the was that the answer you were looking for, Kerb? No, it'd be a little bit more of an IndyCar oriented adver, um, advertising mm-hmm. campaign. Okay, sorry. Um, then it's uh, I I don't have an answer for you. So if you're a new driver on a team that is just regressed horribly, and your sponsor featured you in their commercials to begin the season, and now just shows your car without ever mentioning Ooh. your name or showing your face, how would that make you feel? Like I'm going to lose the sponsorship or somebody else is going to get it. Well, I mean, uh, did you notice that, you know, in the beginning it was, you don't know Jack, the high V commercial. You don't know Jack, Jack Harvey, Jack Harvey, Jack Harvey. And now it's the 45 car and the, uh, whatever that thing is, you just tap a picture of. Um, yeah. And never on the screen long enough for me to get my camera up to take a picture of it. Well, there you go. But they were, they were featuring him strongly. At the beginning of the season, in their commercials. Now he's nowhere to be found. The team has gone backwards horribly. His whole purpose for being there was to elevate their qualifying, and uh, that hasn't happened. <laughs> so I just I wouldn't be feeling uh, very comfortable. And High V is not going anywhere. I don't think they're heavily invested in this marketing program and the race at Iowa and all that kind of thing. But uh, I fear for Mr. Harvey's uh, job security. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, yeah, this this year hasn't done him any favors, and I. Actually thought, as we discussed at the beginning of the year, I actually thought pretty, still do, thought pretty highly of him. But uh, the whole Ray Hall situation is just a mess. Um, Damien Power, Curb, did you know he was a comedian? I didn't even know he had a brother. I do now, though. You couldn't miss it. Wow. Doppelganger, man. (laughs) It was like that... uh, it was like that Star Trek episode, you know, where they they like have the the secondary universe where the evil Spock is. Right. So you had evil Spock with the the beard and and good Spock and and you got Damian Power and Will. Damian with the mustache. Oh, Damian looked like a good fit for uh, Liz Power. Like a good couple there in the pits waiting for uh, the end of that race. That's true. That's I didn't even think about that. You're you're not far off there. Yeah. Wow. Woo. Yeah. Definitely brothers. Did you see that NASCAR raced at Worldwide Technology Raceway yesterday? I did, but I didn't. I, I, I think, and they were in Portland the week before, weren't they? No, the um, the Xfinity, the, the the second series there was at Portland, oh. the A.J. Allmendinger. Um, yeah, and apparently that wasn't all that great from what I gathered. But anyways. You know, it was it was a rain race, so uh, but boy, they're proclaiming uh, the race at Gateway yesterday to be a big success and for NASCAR and for the ser- and for the track. Again, NASCAR infiltrating into the IndyCar turf. Yeah, well, it's a current cur- recurring theme with you, Curb, and uh, uh, we're all I'm being vig- we're all being vigilant. All right, what's next? Road America. Road America. Uh, gonna do our picks as we normally do as a way of discussing the race and, and who else and who we think has uh, good chances in it. 
I wish I had the odds in front of me because I, I would like to kind of do this within the context of odds, but I don't have them as of yet, Curb. But uh, maybe in the future we can do a little better on that front. Well, the betting public is waiting to hear your your pronouncements, I think. Well, so, so I soon, think soon we're, soon we're going to have a line, a phone line, 800 line, right? People can call in and yes. get picks from you. <laughs> get, the, get the call. Right. Hey, it's Justin the Greek here. Hey, <laughs> who's that impression of? I don't know. but uh, You know what I mean? Hey, wise guy. Mean? Hey. Oh, that... yeah. I couldn't place him. <laughs> Anyways, um, I, I won't I won't do those stupid voices. <laughs> For, uh, which actually make no contextual sense. No, no you're right. <laughs> so, <laughs> fortunately, you're the editor. You can just edit that right. <laughs> no, it's, um, the, it's, the, it's the little chicken from those commercials, right? Foghorn Leghorn. Uh, Foghorn is a rooster, I believe. Yes. Yeah, the, the little the little guy that bounces around and you know, kind of talk like that. That's a chicken hawk. Very chicken hawk, right? Kerba, I believe you had first pick last time, so it's my turn to pick first for this race. I think so. I think so. I'm feeling uh, saucy today, Curb. Wow. Okay. Once again, thanks for sharing. Yeah. Um, but I don't have to pick my saucy pick just yet. I think I can go for something a little more. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I think uh, you got to go New Garden here again. Uh, he's clearly driving very well. I mean, and even though he was a big jerk. After the last race, um, he still seems to be kind of right up there. Um, I think he's going to be tough to beat at this race. Well, he had his thing wrapped up last year, right? Till something a gear went or something. Uh, yeah. On the last lap and a half. I yeah. You know, the thing about this track is, I I feel like it suits a lot of people. I mean, I think uh, Awards had success there. Um, Rosenquist with um, Ganassi certainly Dixon with Ganassi. and didn't Pelot win a race there last year. Day? I can't really pin it down to any one team this year. So um, with your reminder of Palau's victory last year, I'm going to go back with Palau again. I mean, uh, I, I agree with what you just said. And I, I think, therefore, it kind of makes our picking maybe a little less substantive uh, at this more, point, right? More of a crapshoot. More of a crapshoot. More of a dart throwing exercise, uh, you know, amongst maybe 10. To my, uh, I'm going to have to pick Pato Award. I got a, I got a good feeling about McLaren. And I got a good feeling about McLaren on this course. Uh, Pato has been very fast in the past on this. I just like they've kind of gotten their package to, a little better than it was. He's very quick. Uh, I'm going to take him. Curse you because I would have taken him next myself. So I uh, concur with your analysis. And that's going to throw me back to, to the Iceman, Mr. Dixon. The the Iceman on the verge of melting. Iceman. <laughs> he's, he's still, he still has a solid core there, don't Global warming Iceman. Don't give up on him too soon. Well, we, we didn't really talk about it, but it, that was a masterful drive by power at, at Detroit. Um, Dixon, oh, oh, was, yeah. Dixon was on the same strategy and nowhere close to him. Right? No, you're right. You're right. I mean, he, I, and I was surprised really, if you want to know the truth, um, that, uh, that power could execute that so much better than Dixon did. And Palau was on that strategy too. Rossi's ability to run all of them down except for, uh, power uh, relatively early in, in the race, um, was shocking to me. So yeah, power's performance was excellent. I mean, if we, we really didn't give it enough attention, I guess, but. 
that's one of the better drives you'll ever see. I agree. I mean, I, I that one's uh, going to rank in my memories uh, right up there with uh, Pagano in the wet at the uh, in the uh, street course. Yeah. Or, yeah. or road course. Uh, Rossi had cut like eight seconds out of the lead, and then it just stabilized there at 12 seconds for like three laps. And I don't know what, I don't know how that occurred, but that really was kind of the the winning stretcher, I think, for power to be able to to maintain enough of a cushion that when it's he went not. he went 20 laps on red tires where you know Newgarden who was dying I know at the beginning of the race versus the end of the race and all that a uh, bit but at the end of the day I mean 19 laps he had nothing left Newgarden and uh, you know power made those things last for 20 and really kind of kept kept uh, Rossi at bay I mean really amazing yeah was, no I, I think that that was a great a great drive well deserved win yeah great drive and, and you know I mean honestly how often do you see power start in the back of the pack and be able to slice through um, a field like that. You, you're not it's like it. it's like a whole new person driving that car now, Kerb. He has made a mental break with the past. Yeah, no, I don't know how he's done it, but uh, I think for a long time, if he qualified up front and stayed up front, yeah, nobody better. But somebody that had to start in mid-pack or worse and, and make something out of a bad situation, he wasn't, you know, I always kind of said he wasn't the kind of knife fighter that could uh, – fight his way through that kind of uh, adversity. So props to him for making whatever change he's made uh, this year, but it's working out well for him and I hope, uh, hope it continues. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go next with uh herd mania. I think he's due for a transcendent performance. Well, then I'm going to throw it back to willpower and uh, see if he can keep the magic going one more week. All right. Once again, Marcus Erickson getting no respect from us, and uh, the newly crowned uh, wonderful comeback driver, Alexander Rossi, no respect from us. Erickson very well made us look like a fool, but uh, kudos to him if he does. All right, Curb. I think we can wrap it up there safely. All right, Twitter. At Hero, H-I-R-O, IndyCar, at Hero IndyCar. Um, sponsors, South Street Diner, Boston, Massachusetts. Mention this podcast to Saul, the owner, and he will give you a generous discount. He must have been enthused by that race and got back on board with the show. Got back on board. uh, Is hoping for better ratings uh, from Detroit, although that may be very wishful thinking. Uh, USA Network might might suppress things a little bit. All right, Curb. That's about it. All right. Thanks, everybody. Enjoy uh, Road America and um, be patient with us during the three-week break before we bring the next show out. Well, a three-week break is well-timed, Curb, because I am also having a three-week break coinciding that's, with that. Uh, that's why I was warning the masses. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and a, a programming note, I don't think there will be a follow-up show to Road America simply because I will be uh, indisposed. Maybe. Maybe we'll be able to squeeze in a uh, mid-Ohio preview. Yeah, if the timing's right, we might be able to do that. All right. Take care, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye.